Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your How about that? Great way to kick off a Wednesday morning. Thank you to the kids from Wisconsin for custom producing that little jingle for us here on the Midwest Farm Report. That was part of our efforts to support them during the pandemic and a special benefit auction that happened. Nice job. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. So glad you're along with us. I wish that I had a better outlook for you as far as the weather's concerned. For today, more clouds, showers, and thunderstorms in our forecast, probably occurring later today. Daytime highs right around 68 degrees. Tomorrow, clouds in the morning, but hopefully sunshine by tomorrow afternoon. 66 the high on Thursday. Friday, more showers back in the forecast. 60 degrees, our expected high. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, hopefully bringing us some brighter news on the horizon. He's up in about 15 minutes. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You know, it's kind of like... Picking which of your kids you love more. You love them all, and that's kind of the way it is when it comes to our opinion and Wisconsin dairy farmers. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Mattis. But I'll tell you what, Bob, it uh, it definitely does uh, amp things up, I guess. When you take a look at all the producers we've got, not just in the United States but around the world, that are taking care of our dairy animals every day, that are managing the environment, that are watching the books. I mean, each and every one of them is a class operation. But I'll tell you what, at World Dairy Expo, we had a chance to see some of the elite uh, this year. We always see the elite at World Dairy Expo, Pam, that is for sure. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of the prestigious awards presented at World Dairy Expo is an award that is earned and not just presented and that's the Dairy Producer of the Year. And uh, this year, that award went to Milk Source Genetics and the, uh, the triumvirate that leads that organization. Todd Willer, John Volsters, and uh, Jim Ostrom. And I had a chance to talk to all three, starting with John Volsters. And I asked John how this all came to be, this Milk Source Genetics. So our beginnings date all the way back to my parents in 1965. But we really didn't become milk source until later in the 90s. So Jim and I got together with my parents in the mid-90s and started, expanded the, the original farm. And then we've, Todd joined the, about five years later, he joined the company, and that's when we became milk source. And we've been growing and, and expanding since then. Of course, Jim Ostrom, Todd Willer, who you're talking about. But yep. what was the initiative between growing with you and Jim and then bringing Todd in and... I've known you guys, I don't think we're at your limit yet, but uh, what was the uh, impetus between the growing the way you have? So the, the farm that I grew up on with my parents was kind of the 
traditional Wisconsin dairy farm and had a big uh, stanchion barn in it and we milked maybe 150 cows and uh, we could see uh, the light to the future that it wasn't going to be milking cows in a stanchion barn so we wanted to put up a milking parlor and Jim had a vision for our company and we said yeah let's put up a double 12 parlor and milk 600 cows and I thought that was pretty good at that time um, but now that's kind of become a very small dairy. Um, that dairy has since expanded to maybe 7,000 cows and then we've multi-sited after that and that's when Todd came on board and really we're able to utilize all three of our individual skills uh, different ways in the company it's been one of the big keys to our successful growth. When you guys started talking and Jim you wanted to go to 600 cows what kind of reception did you get among uh, people in the area among bankers uh, you know you, you, need a, you need some money to do that. Yeah so there was there was some skepticism because it was kind of new to the area to the industry in Wisconsin um, but there was there was a couple of pioneers ahead of us in the state that maybe gave us a little um, a little more fortitude to be able to do that but we definitely um, we weren't new in the industry as far as the U.S. went as far as milking in a milking parlor. It was just new to Wisconsin. Um, so we brought some of the West to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin really needed that to be able to continue to compete on our national market. Give us the 20,000-foot view of uh, milk source now as far as uh, what you have going, and I know it's more than just Wisconsin, as far as uh, cows, as far as land base, as far as employees, those sorts of things. So we multi-site dairy. There's four uh, bigger dairies in Wisconsin. There's a couple in Michigan and one in Missouri. We have a calf ranch in Wisconsin, and we have a heifer ranch in uh, Liberal, Kansas. And our employees have always been uh, the driver to our success and our growth. We wouldn't be able to do it without them. And uh, we've had to become more focused on our employees as we've grown because of how important they are to our success and to recognize what they bring to our company and then to intentionally develop leadership among them for the next expansion that might uh, happen. So we've, we've had to do a lot specifically to influence our culture and to develop our leaders. And you're developing well. Again, the 2020 Dairy Operation of the Year, and that's Milk Source. Todd Willer is also with us. And, and Todd, what's your background and how did you get involved? Did you seek out these two guys? They seek out you? Was it a, over a beer some night? You just decided we got to get together? How'd this work? We all went to uh, school at, at Madison and uh, all studied agriculture. And uh, we all came from various backgrounds in the dairy industry. But I think it was uh, a few years after school that we ended up running into each other and at that point I think we started to uh, visit a little bit. Jim was uh, out looking for a couple other farms to uh, haul milk with a milk hauling business that he was starting with and that, that was kind of when I got to know those guys and where they were at after school and uh, where I was at and we just kind of decided that we shared a similar vision at that point decided to hitch our wagons together. As you guys went to school together but uh, have you developed different areas of, of expertise as far as the dairy industry, finances, feeding, yeah. agronomy, things like that? Yes, so uh, my partner John heads up livestock, so everything that deals with any of our animals, uh, vet medicine, uh, you know, the milking parlors getting the cows milked, Jim uh, heads up our, our office. Um, so anything with business development, finance, our accounting, our back office, and I, uh, I head up operations. So our facilities, equipment, cropping, uh, manure, uh, all, all those things, that we've kind of just specialized in different areas. How many people besides you three do you include in your management team? And I'm sure you three are the final decision makers, but as far as bouncing things off people, you you never know where you're going to get a good idea. Yeah, so one of the most important things is us developing a team of leaders. So we each have a group of leaders that kind of report to us at the milk source level that work with us on all of our sites. So uh, I have a couple of key people in the office. Jim has a few, so does John. And uh, that more or less makes up our management team. And uh, we all are involved in everything at the, at the headquarters or, or at our sites. Todd, 
every company seems to have a mission statement. At Milk Source, uh, do you have a, do you guys have a mission statement that you've got on the wall or on your stationery or something like that, or is it just to be better every day? I'll, I'll let Jim answer that question because we actually have an official one, I think, in the office now, but I don't have it memorized. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure Jim Ostrom does. He's got everything about this operation memorized. Jim Ostrom, of course, has been uh, so well-known in the dairy industry in Wisconsin for so many years. Mission statement, Jim, for a Milk Source? Well, our, our company logo actually has sustainability starts here, and that's what we view farming as. And most people uh, outside of agriculture do not really realize how renewable our industry is. You know, we start with the sunlight, and we build, we grow crops, and we convert that into really high-quality protein. It, now with technology, uh, we're, we're looking at renewable energies and uh, digesters and things like that. So I think there's a really pretty exciting future also. And I think it's interesting, as I'm standing here listening to you, you guys at Milk Source are doing more than making milk. You're, you're making a future that includes a lot of different things. Uh, we do. We, we are a partner on a goat enterprise um, and a couple small cheese businesses. So most people look at us as a larger dairy farm organization, but we also have what I call boutique kind of cheese, uh, specialty cheese, and uh, we're in the process of growing those businesses. Uh, you know, I, every producer I've ever met wants to be vertically integrated. We found out that that's not so simple. <laughs> uh, and But we keep evolving and we keep improving. And, uh, you know, I, one thing I'd like to say about evolving and improving is it, it truly is about the culture of your team and, and if you can develop people. I um, mean, we're talking around, the, everybody in business talks about the labor shortage and uh, the people have left the workforce. Well, it, we, if you have highly engaged people, it really helps us. And as you go forward... What is your plan? Because uh, every time I read about uh, talk or somebody about milk source, you know, you, you went to Michigan, you went to Missouri. Seems like there there are no borders as far as milk source is concerned. You're not going to be restricted by maybe what a lot of folks uh, are thinking. You guys are visioning to the future. You know, I, I think once we got over the cur- the learning curve of multi-site, that you know, and the further you go, the more complicated that is. And that's where you have to really have highly developed people. You have to have more systems than maybe we any of us had in the early days. And the process systems and leadership is really what's important for that multi-site or off-site facility. Uh, the other thing that I want to mention about the early days of the business is in Wisconsin, uh, we kind of all grew up together, meaning we converted many enterprises from uh, traditional dairy farms to uh, more free stalls, um, and we all learned together. There was, at one point, just 20 or 30 of us all building at the same time, and when you get together and talk, we all had the same mistakes, <laughs> and we you know, we learned about making forage and bunker piles, operating a parlor uh, efficiently, managing cell count with a freestyle barn, um, managing labor. When, when we started, we had no idea how to manage labor, and over time, it, we, we've gained some uh, skill and expertise at it, and that's what we all have done in Wisconsin, kind of grew up as a dairy state and became uh, commercially competitive with arguably the West, and uh, that's we're, we're kind of here today on the, on the shoulders of our industry here in Wisconsin and the great dairymen that we have, and we're also on the shoulders of our people. And you were, I'm thinking back years ago, when John Vries formed the Dairy Business Association, you were very involved in that. Was that kind of uh, the first organization that started forward-looking, looking for new ideas, looking to make this dairy industry in Wisconsin different, more competitive, and more sustainable? Uh, it was, and it was formed by about six or eight of us, uh, and uh, you know, true, um, the, the true group of people that were you know, growing and expanding, and it, it really took off, and we focused a lot on public policy and now uh, with Wisconsin Dairy Alliance, uh, we're continuing that focus. Uh, as it turns out, you know, we in the dairy industry are a very tiny uh, percent of the of food production, and we're certainly tiny compared to the, the U.S. economy, and uh, we need advocates to fight hard for uh, the ability to farm. And I can't uh, help but, again, Milk Source, the 2020 Dairy Producer of the Year with uh, John Todd and, uh, well, Jim here that we're talking to. How did the registered show herd come about? Because, uh, you know, 
I don't want to say is that just a hobby because I know it's a big money uh, deal, but here at World Dairy Expo, Milk Source is a centerpiece. Uh, well, I, we got involved in show cattle because we absolutely love cattle. Most people would look at a commercial dairyman and say, well, it's just a business. It's not. It's a passion. And uh, I often say that on our vacations, we use our vacation days to go and show cows. And, and uh, we just truly love the animal. And that's part of our culture is, is that really focus on the cow and uh, take good care of her and she'll take good care of us. And so to be com to compete in something like World Dairy Expo is just truly a thrill. And it, we run into so many people here that are the best at what they do. And it's just a, a, an absolute thrill that World Dairy Expo is back and uh, we're a part of it. And one final question I have to ask you, what's next for Milk Source? What's on the back burner? What are you guys at least talking about now that might be uh, something we can look forward to in the future? You know, I think we're in a period, in many in our industry are, is how can we lower our cost of production? Uh, everybody's acutely aware of high feed costs right now. Well, that only leaves one area, and that's non-feed costs. And our focus is on lowering that. And if we can buy a widget or, or change a process to lower that a penny, that's what we're going to do. Um, because it's the dairy industry doesn't have the margin that it used to, at least for now, and uh, we're very focused on that. Congratulations on the recognition. Well deserved, Jim. It's a thrill and an honor, really. Jim Ostrom, also Todd Willer, John Volsters, the main office team, the main leaders of Milk Source Genetics. Again, the 2020 Dairy Producers of the Year. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Pride doesn't just appear out of nowhere. Like a healthy plant, a trusted relationship, or a successful business, it begins as a seed and grows. Uh, excuse me. What are you doing? I'm telling farmers about Dairyland Seed Pride. Well, stop. All you got to do is tell them about how we're bringing the yield. But what about our history and people? Still the best and still proud of it. But now we have our strongest lineup ever of top performers in independent trials all across the Midwest. So I guess I don't have to use my passionate sincerity voice anymore. Please don't. Just shut up and yield. Yep. Just like that. See how our top performing corn, soybean, silage, and alfalfa seeds bring the yield in your region soils at DairylandSeed.com. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report 
with Pam Youngke. Ah, yeah, still a little cloudy, a little overcast, a little drippy this morning, but let's find out if that's going to change. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. It's getting a little tiring, you know what I mean, the cloudy overcast business. Any sunshine on the horizon? No, but I can make it more drippy. Oh, are we going to see more measurable stuff around uh, our listing area? Well, I'd say later afternoon into tonight could be another tenth of an inch or so. And keep your hopes up. Sunshine more likely as we look toward Thursday. Maybe again late Friday, but a little better possibility come the weekend. We will get a little cooler at the end of the week. Nothing drastic. We're not dropping into the deep freeze, but we've been above normal all this month. And I really expect as we look toward Friday and still Saturday, there's a better chance we'll be a couple of degrees cooler than normal. The good news is the normals have been dropping now. Low 60s, those are our normal daytime highs, and low 40s are normal nighttime lows. If we drop a few degrees below, yeah, maybe in the upper 50s, nighttime lows may drop to the upper 30s, but I don't think we're going to freeze us out. We're not going to talk about that snow they have out to the west. Low pressure is building up from western Nebraska into the Dakotas today, and there's rainfall. Snow in the western Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming, rainfall in the Dakotas, southwest Minnesota, into western and southern Iowa. The will be pushing a little further east, and we'll edge into our area by, oh, mid-afternoon at La Crosse and Boston, later afternoon further east and south. And the rain lasts into the night. A cool front is pulled up through here on its way to Canada with that low-pressure system. That dries us out a bit as we look toward Thursday and a small rain chance to start Friday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Jack Kaltenberg with Kaltenberg's Partners in Production, PIP. It is all about cover crops, in particular wheat at this time of the year. How's your seed supply holding up? Well, in, in general, the winter wheat is kind of a challenge. Some companies are out. Um, we we happen to be in great supply. We had a great year last year. Our performance has been spectacular in, in, in the university trials, which we do a lot of base on. So we had a good amount of seed coming in. We normally don't see two great year markets in a row. We had two. Normally, we have this crash and burn and inexpensive wheat. This year, it's, it's maintaining it. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that the farmers are looking at input costs. Well, wheat doesn't cost as much to put in. There's some supply issues with fertilizer. Well, you can get supply now. Some of the inputs on some of the things that you put on corn and soybeans is double what it was a year ago. So there's some people saying, I can wrap in my costs. I know I've got supply and I can make some things work right now. And there's a lot of uncertainty with supply and availability next spring. Jack Kaltenberg from Kaltenberg's Partners in Production in studio with us. Contact Jack and his staff at PIPseeds.com. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does include a little patchy fog, and I expect to get a mostly cloudy day. And in the afternoon, showers, maybe an isolated thunderstorm. Mid-afternoon in western Wisconsin, late afternoon further east and south. I'd still look for temps in the upper 60s. Could be a 70 in eastern Wisconsin. And the south winds start out light today. They increase by later afternoon. Could be around 10 to 20. There could be some 30-mile-per-hour gusts. A shower or thunderstorm into the night with cloudy skies. We cleared out of it later on. Rain amounts a tenth of an inch or two. That's all. Down in the mid-50s, maybe a low 50 here and there overnight. Southwest winds still gusting up near 25 and 30. Mostly sunny Thursday. Not bad. Mid-60s.
Rockies. The west winds at 5 to 10, but late Thursday night, early Friday, another chance of a little scattered shower activity, partly sunny later Friday after rain ends. Upper 50s with the north winds at 5 to 10. Upper 50s close to 60 with sun on Saturday, Pam. And then in the 60s again by Sunday, warmer on Monday with sunshine. Starting into next week looking very nice. Ooh, that, that's uplifting. Good. Glad to hear it. I mean, I'm still kind of pinching myself that we're sitting with these temperatures. Uh, you know, like you said, they may be considered normal, but I still think that they're pretty doggone nice for mid-October. Oh, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. We've had nothing but a treat of a month, and hopefully next week drives it out. We make some more field work progress, and it'll all be good. I'm all right with that. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your, par- far- your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Right now, shop Blaine's Farm and Fleet for incredible savings on fall essentials. Like Hillman Grade 2 Hex Nuts, Bolts, and Washers, a pound, just $1.99. Waxman Wheels, Casters, and Floor Protection, now 20% off. Stock up on Champion's Choice 50-pound blocks of salt. It's an economical and efficient way to introduce salt into your animal's diet. On sale, $5.49. Rewards customers pay $4.99. Pick up a 338cc full beam log splitter from Champion on sale $18.99.99. And keep your yard clean with a 44-inch tow lawn sweeper from AgriFab, priced at $339.99. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Get 20% off Werner extension ladders. Pick up an Aspen 29x40-inch pillow pet bed, now $12.99. And save $2 on 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog Food, or 40-pound bags of original cat food. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Our traffic laws are important safety rules designed to protect all of us. Sometimes, though, even if you do everything right, another driver may break those rules. Clifford and Rihala knows how often negligent drivers break the rules, how drunk or distracted drivers cause serious injuries and millions of dollars in other losses every year. While no one can eliminate the risk from negligent drivers, there are important steps you should take after a crash to protect yourself from additional harm. If you've been injured, you need skilled attorneys who have the knowledge and experience to help you recover all of your losses. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been hurt when someone else breaks the rules. We'll be there for you to help make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty 
Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Landscape Envy, that's what you create when you add Kalani Wash decorative stone to your landscape. Choose from our selection of multicolored stones for around trees, shrubs, and under decks. Plus, we offer gravel stone for walkways, driveways, and a base for patio bricks and retaining walls. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And good-looking decorative stone. Doctor? Doctor. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We offer routine maintenance and precise surgery for your vehicle. Plus, Valvoline Professional Services to protect the health of your car. Does your doctor give you a warranty? We do. More than mechanics. At Tom's Auto Center, we're more like family physicians for your car. Off Highway 51 in McFarland. A stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a commercial burglary investigation. On September 19th, officers responded to a burglar alarm at Tech Heroes in the 7400 block of Mineral Point Road. The glass front door had been shot out and the suspect took a small amount of cash from the store. The suspect was wearing a black hoodie pulled up over their head and black sweatpants. The suspect also had a red lanyard around their neck. A similar incident previously occurred on September 9th at a business in the 1400 block of Emil Street. If you have any information regarding either of these incidents, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. All right, Zach. But yesterday, a big day, I guess, kind of, when it comes mm-hmm. to coaches on the podium. Let's start with Paul Christ. As the Wisconsin football obviously getting the win over Illinois, they're going to welcome in Army this weekend for a night game, 7 o'clock. But the big burning question is what the heck happened with Jalen Berger and why was he dismissed? What did Paul Chris say in the podium yesterday? Him and Jalen talked and they're going to keep it between them. That's essentially what was, uh, he said, and he was, I don't know. He was, I don't, he, he was questioned on a number of different angles and he was just, uh, it wasn't offering up much. Um, that's just kind of the way that he is when it comes to a lot of things, but especially when it comes to players coming and going, it's, it's mainly just, uh, keeping it between him and the player, but um, yeah, I mean, there again, there were uh, <clears throat> rumblings that that he was not happy, that Jalen wasn't happy, and that there were some, you know, and it was kind of leaking over into his football play. And I know the Wisconsin State Journal um, reported that uh, a couple of sources told them that it was because he was miss- he got dismissed because he missed meetings and missing workouts, um, and it all started when Ches Malusi was brought in. Uh, from the transfer portal, and that was kind of what we had heard as well. Um, but they actually put pen to paper and, and, and put it out there. So I think that that is the reason why he's not here. He he uh, kind of got uh, a little um, dejected when uh, Ches Malusi came in, despite the fact that him and Ches are close and, and roommates on the road, and hmm. I think friends. And so I think, uh, but yeah, he just didn't react well to that, and. Um, now he's no longer here. Was the work ethic always kind of in question for Jalen Berger? Because I've kind of heard that yes. a bit too. Like he just wasn't a weight room guy, and when it comes to practice, yeah. it kind of take plays off. I, I I tend to believe that this ha- this was 
uh, prior to Malusi. This was this is just something that uh, he kind of was that he was never kind of a guy that um, was all. I don't want to say all in, but yeah, like put all the the work in that was necessary to be a really really good football player. And um, uh, you know, I certainly the chess thing probably plays into it. But I don't blame Wisconsin for having to go out and get chess. I mean, you look at what they would have had if they hadn't. I mean, uh, off injured Isaac Grendel, off injured Julius Davis. You had four true freshmen coming in. You didn't know what you were going to get in Braylon Allen. Like you, and then even Jalen like has has that knee issue. So like you had to go out and get somebody. Um, so I don't. I personally think this this started before. Uh, Chess was brought in. Uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Real quick, Rowdy is back. Zach, um, how, about, mm. how about how about Jonathan Taylor last night? New Jersey and everyone was expecting you know Jalen Berger to be the next Jonathan Taylor, like the next great New Jersey back. And Jonathan Taylor puts in so much effort, and we saw it last night. I mean, it was fantastic. He had that what, what was that seventy six yard touchdown run? He had another touchdown later on, but he just couldn't get in the end zone a third time. And if he had. Nelson probably wouldn't be 0 5 in his fantasy league. <laughs> and Zach would be, probably wouldn't be 4 1 because Nelson would have beat him. But he didn't. And now he has to catch those L's. Rowdy, any catch, comments? No, did you catch those, did you catch those L's in the, de- in the text message? All I'm saying is go look at total points. <laughs> and I sit in the middle of the league, yet I'm the only team 0 5. That's a tough scene, tough scene for you. Tough uh, scene. Is it? The competition's just been better than you every week. When so, I when I, mean, I won the league, good. when I won our league a couple years ago, Zach Rowdy couldn't get off the fact that I was my team was a bunch of bums and his was the most scoring <laughs> team in the league. Yet I came out victorious. I don't want to bring up the bad memories of Rowdy. He's he's an up and down mood today. We we want to catch him on the up. All right, so Zach, okay. when it comes to Army, is this going to present a unique challenge for the mm. Wisconsin Badgers? One of the few programs that still runs the uh, the uh, option offense, the triple option coming to the town. Yeah, can you name some other teams that have run it, that are running it right now? It's essentially the service academy. It's essentially, <laughs> can you uh, Is Georgia Southern still Army? running it? I'm not sure. Um, they were I, a few I, years I, ago. Yeah, so like it's a, it is a very rare offense to have to defend, and that's why Wisconsin didn't just start working on it this week. They started working on it in the spring. They spent more time on it in the summer. They spent time in fall camp working with it. So these guys aren't seeing it for the first time. Like it used to be, you'd like play this stuff every single week. Like back in the Way back, like forty years ago, you'd be playing this type of offense every single week. But now, now you see it once in uh, ten years, right? If you're with, like, if you're Wisconsin, like, you know, I don't know the last time I faced it. I went back trying to find, it. I couldn't find it. Like, there are, it just doesn't happen. Wisconsin played uh, the Veer, which is a version yeah. of uh, of it, and they were horrible in the late eighties. <laughs> and then, um, so like, there there are a lot of things that go into uh, trying to defend that. Mainly it's just being assignment sound and, and not allowing, you know, uh, cracks. But, like, Army's, Army's throwing the ball 33 times in five games. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, there's a lot of stress on farmers, their families, their employees at this time of the year. You can't control a lot of elements about the harvest. You can't control the weather. You can't control equipment breakdowns. That can get frustrating. Well, Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig from Marcusan wants to remind farmers and their families that there's resources available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to keep you mentally healthy, physically healthy, and moving on through the harvest. We're talking with her about that as we roll our way through a Wednesday. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, 
Here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today is the 13th day of October. Back on this day in 1961, the very first Oktoberfest was held in La Crosse. All about community, parades, pageantry, brew, bratwurst, and entertainment. And that's still the staple that keeps Oktoberfest together in La Crosse to this day. Now, don't get excited. Don't go running up to La Crosse looking for Oktoberfest. It actually concluded earlier this month, but it started back in 1961, and they've already got it on the calendar for 2022. Also, as far as activities are concerned, on this day in 1792, construction began on the White House, turned into the office and residence of the president. Uh, It took eight years for it to become livable, and President John Adams became the first president to actually occupy it in 1800, but it started this day back in 1792. And happy birthday to singer-songwriter Paul Simon, 80 years young today. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time to check up on our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. And remember, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. That's how you can find out what's happening with all the used farm equipment, new farm equipment, uh, parcels, no matter what it is connected to the land or agriculture, the Steffes Auction Group is handling it. I want to remind you again about their office phone number. That's 320-693-9371 or right here in Wisconsin, 920 920- Four four two fifty six seventy seven. Joining us today, Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Group. Let's talk a little bit about a brand new development for the company, Ashley. And just in time, tell us a little bit about this app that's now available on Apple Play Store or your Google Play platform, the Steffes Price Guide. Yeah, so we're we're just really excited to announce that our Price Guide app is now available to the public. We've been using it internally for several years. I can tell you myself, I use it every day. Every day we're, we're talking about prices of equipment, and it is the handiest deal that's out there. And I think it's going to just serve all farmers and bankers and everybody I think of can be using this app. So what it is is we have three years' worth of sold pricing history on this app. So you can just type in um, categories, four-wheel drive or John Deere, Case IH, um, front-wheel assist tractors, or a specific model. Say you're looking at combines and you just type in 9770. It's going to give you hundreds of combines and all their sold prices, all the descriptions, all the pictures are going to be right there right now in front of you. Wow, that is something. And the other part that I think is very interesting is this was developed by somebody with an agriculture background. For those people that have kind of a narrow opinion of jobs in agriculture, well, here's a brand new avenue of opportunity, huh? Yeah, we got a young guy on our tech team. Uh, his name is Jacob. He's actually from a farm, uh, but, you know, he's a tech guy, and he, he saw the need for us to have this uh, internally. It's a, It's been a wonderful tool for some of our new sales guys and things like that. But um, now that it's out to the public, uh, the uses are just endless for this. And it, like you said, it's something that's easy to use on the go and uh, very targeted. So give us a little sense on what reaction has been from your clients, from your staff. You, you're sold on it. What else have you been hearing? Well, you know, we've done, uh, we did a, a egg bankers conference last week and kind of showed them guys and 
uh, everyone, it's just been 100% positive. Like, I can't believe this is so easy. And, you know, where, where else can you get all that information? You know, before you had to uh, subscribe to the fax report or machine repeat and pay a fee and all that stuff. And, and here it is right in front of you, and it doesn't cost nothing. And, and one thing to remember, too, Pam, it's sold prices. These are actual sold prices by auction for cash. That type of thing. It's not some pie in the sky asking price or some of that actual sold prices. You know, that is really good because, I mean, just imagine you mentioned you're using it every day. So uh, when a guy is even working with a, a local dealer or trying to get a better deal with a, a neighbor or something like that, now we've got a point of reference, let alone opening up the avenue uh, of the big market that Stephens Auction Group deals with. Right. I think it's going to change the way people. Uh, and how they think and act when they're going to make that next purchase. I really do. Wow, excellent. Again, we're talking with Ashley Hewen from the Steffis Group. Their brand-new app is now out and available. Like Ashley said, they've been using it internally for a little while, but now they're making it available to the general public. The best way to find the app is look for Steffis Price Guide on your Apple or Google Play platform and you'll be able to download it and i'm just starting to look at it uh, myself now ashley and boy you're right you can actually hand pick and narrow in on anything that you're looking for doesn't matter if it's equipment it's pretty much anything huh that's right anything that we've sold well get it today folks again like i said available in both the apple and google platforms absolutely free Stephis price group is what you want to look for or you can go to their website they've got a qr code there and more information and you know that website stephisgroup.com s-t-e-f-f-e-s group.com pick up the phone and give them a call if you've got questions or want to follow up on some of that information their home office 320-693-9371 or you can call their wisconsin office at 920 920- Four four two fifty six seventy seven. The Steffes Group. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy to access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry, right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool, constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness, Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compier.com slash crop insurance. Compier does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compier Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. 
Well, the World Ag Supply Demand Report yesterday brought big numbers to bear in the market. It looks like this crop is just continuing to grow, and that includes Wisconsin. Our Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service is projecting we'll harvest 506 million bushel of corn this year. The average yield, 172 bushel to the acre on average. That's unchanged from their September forecast, actually down a bushel compared to last year. Soybeans, 112 million bushel total that will bring in in Wisconsin. Average yields expected to be 54 bushel to the acre. That's up five bushel from their September forecast and two bushel more per acre than we produced last year. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are feeling a little bit mixed. December corn still down a penny and a half at 521. November soybeans, though, are up seven cents at 1205 and a quarter. December wheat's up a penny and three quarters, 735 and three quarters. July new crop wheat's up a half, 741 and a quarter. Barrel cheese yesterday in Chicago dropped a penny and a half to 175. 40 pound block cheese was down a penny and a quarter, 178 and a quarter, while double A butter gained four cents at $1.76 per pound. The November milk this morning is down nine cents at eighteen seventy two a hundredweight. December milk up four at eighteen forty a hundredweight. The harvest continues for Wisconsin farmers if they can get it in between rain showers. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday, we had twenty four percent of our corn harvested for grain. That's six days ahead of last year, eleven days ahead of normal. The average moisture in that corn. 21%. Soybeans, 47% of our soybeans are harvested two days ahead of last year, eight days ahead of average. 82% of our potatoes are already in the ground. 74% of our wheat has already been planted. Fourth cutting alfalfa, 96% complete. And 30% of our fall tillage is already completed as well. So things moving forward despite the weather that we've got in this forecast. Coming up next, more on the harvest of 2021. You know, depending on where you are, you face different challenges with the weather and maybe even something like tar spot. We're talking about it with our Withles Wednesday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more 
modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It is a Wiffles Wednesday time for a harvest update, courtesy of our friends from Wiffles Hybrid. Today we're traveling down to Monroe. Andy Grebner's along with us, district sales manager there, who's uh, got a couple different updates for us. First, I got to ask right out of the chute, had a little bit of rain this week, Andy. Uh, where would you estimate that the corn for grain harvest is so far? I would estimate corn for grain is probably right around 30% completed. We do have a ways to go. Up, you know, A lot of the silage came off quickly, and a lot of the high-moisture corn as well. But, you know, for grain, somewhere around 30% complete. You know, every time that we see weather fluctuations like this, and especially your area picked up more rain than other areas, what agronomy, as far as agronomy is concerned, what are you advising growers to keep an eye on, be on the lookout for? Specifically this year, again, tar spot came in in late, and that did sacrifice a lot of uh, stock quality, and it did shut the plant down. You know, that was a new disease here in Wisconsin in 2015, and then by 2018, it was it was disastrous. It took down a lot of fields, especially in southwest Wisconsin. So we saw it again this year with tar spot and gray leaf spot, and that's taking stock quality down quickly. So my recommendation is it's, it's critical to get out before the combines roll again, walk your cornfields, go out there, check stock quality, do a push test, pinch some stalks, kick some stalks, whatever, and just note which ones are not good and get out there and prioritize field harvest order. Yeah, you know, you did mention, though, that some of your folks have been able to successfully uh, harvest some of that corn. Yields, you said, have been surprising a lot of folks despite the erratic weather we had. Yields have been surprisingly very good up to this point. I mean, there's some areas that, you know, where we didn't get a lot of rain this summer. There are certain areas where we are, you know, 8 to 12 inches behind normal rainfall, and both fields are suffering a lot. But you know, I took off a plot south of Monroe last week, and it averaged 273 bushels at 22% moisture. Wow. Now, our new hybrid, it's a 105-day smart stacks. It's W4588 was at 286 at 21% moisture. So yields in that particular area, even though it didn't get a lot of rain, it's very good. Well, that is excellent, and that's good news. That kind of keeps our spirits up. Andy Grebner's along with us, district sales manager for Wiffles Hybrid. He lives in the Monroe area and watching the harvest unfold for us. Hey, another thing, you know, we're all so busy with the harvest, Andy. That's where our eye is keenly trained right now. But I want to push pause for just a moment and give you an opportunity to talk about another effort that Wiffles has been spearheading for a couple of years now. It's uh, part of serving those who served initiative through Wiffles. Tell me a little bit about Homes for Our Troops and that serving those who served initiative within Wiffles. All right, we are excited to go into our third year of serving those who served. It's uh, our initiative to benefit Homes for Our Troops. And Homes for Our Troops builds homes specifically adapted for severely injured post-9-11 veterans. 
that's an incredible uh, goal. And again, it, it kind of shows folks that when it comes to agriculture, we don't draw the line at just helping other farmers. It's about helping our entire community. Now, I understand that there's an event coming up, Andy, uh, specifically targeting one of those veterans. You want to tell me a little bit more about what's coming up and how Wiffles kind of stays involved with this uh, project throughout? Right. This Saturday, uh, there's a volunteer day over um, in the Franklin area. It's with uh, Marine Lance Corporal Bobby McArdle, and his home is built. And what we're going to be doing is some outside landscaping work and a few other items just to make sure his, his home is ready to move in for him and his family, hopefully by the end of the year. And I know, like we said, you guys are busy with the harvest, but you said you do try to follow the projects as best you can and uh, it's it's not just about a one-and-done. Wiffle stays committed to this program through a couple different efforts, right? That is correct. And, and one way we do give back is we have two specific hybrids each year. They come cap- uh, packaged in a camouflage bag. And for this next season, it's W4588, 105-day Smart Stacks, and W7416, 112-day Double Pro. And the proceeds from... Those hybrids, percentage of that is given back to homes for our troops. Got to make you feel good to work for a company like that with that kind of ethic to help those that have served, huh? Oh, absolutely. It's great to be able to give back to those who gave so much um, just to keep us safe and free. Excellent, excellent. And how can people find out more about not just homes for our troops or the serving those who served effort, uh, but maybe get that hybrid, uh, Andy? How can they... Find out more. Well, they can reach directly out to your local seed representative or district sales manager, or just log on to our website and check out a couple of those hybrids, as well as uh, there's about four other ones you know I'd like to key in on. We like to get at least three to four different genetics on a farm just to spread out that risk. You know, there's a lot of variability, um, so you spread out the pollination, dry down, and, and harvest timing. So some of those products are W. W2506, 101-day double pro, and then a 4246, which was last year's serving those who served hybrid, and then 4198 at 106-day and 6408 at 110-day. So keep an eye on those four products, you know, in farmers' fields and in plots. Well, we'll be giving you all kinds of harvest results, hopefully including some of those uh, varieties. That's Andy Grebner along with us, District Sales Manager in the Monroe area on Wiffles Wednesday. If you'd like to find out more about any of those varieties or continue to follow along with their special efforts serving those who served, you can find details on their website.